and welcome to this week's show. And we visit the weird and wonderful underworld surrounding Sylvester Stallone as Supercop Marion Cabretti, otherwise known as Cobra. Society is breeding a new kind of criminal. It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Meet Cobra. He does the job nobody wants. Necessary deadly force. I used everything I had. Do you know you have an attitude problem? Yeah, but it's just a little one. You think you would recognize me if you saw him again? The tall one? Yeah. The one that wants to kill you. Do what you have to do to get a lead on this maniac. And if I find him, do what you do best. strong arm of the law. The movie plot isn't really important, apart from the fact that this script is Stallone's unused Beverly Hills cop script that he'd written when being up for that movie a few years before. Regardless, it's horrible, is all you need to know. Action-wise, the stunt coordinator is one of my great heroes, and a man I've been lucky enough to chat to over the years, Terry Leonard. Stallone's stuntman on the film is Cory Eubanks, and a man with many years' experience behind the wheel of spinning and crashing cars. The character drives a 1950 Mercury Monterey, finds itself in more than its fair share of hot water as Curry now explains. In 1985, I got to perform stunts for the biggest action star in Hollywood at the time. Sylvester Stallone in the movie Cobra. Thanks to Terry Leonard, who gave me a phone call one night, said, hey Eubanks, you wanna come slide a Merc for me? If you don't know Terry Leonard, that was a Terry Leonard impersonation, not, not not even a very good one for those who know Terry Leonard. I, I, I didn't do it justice. I mean, but it's so hard to tell a Terry Leonard story without imitating Terry Leonard because he talks like this. Anyway, he calls me. I'm just a young punk kid. I'm probably, what, um, 28, 27 years old at the time. I'm trying to do the math in my head. See, I was born in 62, if you carry the one. Anyway, I'm doubling Sylvester Stallone. And I'm like, just so excited. And I, I, I kind of knew Sly indirectly because I used to box with, with Frank, his brother. And, but I never met Sly until working on that movie. And it was a big deal for me. And I remember this one stunt I did that uh, didn't really go so well. And we, I had to jump this 1950 Mercury chop top out of this two-story parking structure and fallen behind Terry Jackson, who's down below, passing on this highway. 
and Terry Leonard wanted me to come out. As soon as Terry Jackson went by, he wanted me to bust out through these, these metal bars that they had scored and, and fall right in behind them. Well, when you're back in the parking structure, back at your number one, wanting to take off to get going, you can't see Terry Jackson down there. So I had to do a, a, a timing thing with Terry Leonard. He had to cue me when to come in. Also, there was this big cement pillar that I had to go past this pillar before I would start to turn to my left to bust through the barricades to go out. So what was going through my mind was that it was a possibility because I'm pitching the vehicle to the passenger side and my front right tire is the first one that's going to come off the parking structure. The torque of the engine, everything was kind of telling me this car might end up hitting on its nose and, and, and flipping over. And I'm down on the ground looking up at it and I kind of maybe had that look on my face of some concern and Terry Leonard walks up to me and he said, what's bugging you Eubanks? And I said, uh, well, Mr. Leonard, no. <laughs> I said, well, Terry, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the, because I'm pitching the vehicle coming around that pillar up there in the front tire, he goes, I'm thinking the same thing. You're thinking you may flip over. I said, yes, sir, I'm worried about that. And he goes, well, what's the fix to the problem? And I wanted to have a, a better answer for him and I didn't really know. And so I said, well, Terry, what if we took a mini ramp, one mini ramp that's you know just a foot and a half wide and it's a you know 18 inches high, and we put it there. So when I come around the pillar, my passenger side will go up that mini ramp, and, and it'll it'll kind of counter the 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 weight being dispersed to that side. It'll kind of lift it back up, and it should send me out flat. It goes great idea. Let's do it. So I was like all excited too that Terry Leonard liked my idea. It was a good day up until that point. Good day for me. So I had Ben Scott at number one strapping me in. And when the guy who built this roll cage in this 50 Merc, he installed the seat. He is, was a taller man than I. And he set the seat all the way back and welded it to the, to the roll cage. I could barely reach the steering wheel. Matter of fact, we had to take little pieces of two by four and tape them to the accelerator and to the brake pedal so that I could reach them with my feet. Now don't go telling anybody this because they're gonna, oh, you're so short. No, I'm not. I'm 5'9", I'm happy. But I couldn't reach the damn pedal, so we had to tape these boards on there. And anyway, it worked. So, but I had to have Ben Scott there at number one, number one being my starting position, for those of you who don't know. I'm at my number one position. Ben had to reach in, start the car, because I couldn't even reach the key. He had to put it in gear for me after he strapped me down and got me all ready. Now I'm sitting there waiting, and Ben's got the radio outside my, my window, and he's gonna cue me when to go, when Terry Leonard sees Terry Jackson going, and thank God Terry Leonard had good timing because the timing was spot on, it was just perfect. I'm sitting there waiting, blind, can't see Terry Jackson coming and all of a sudden, he cues Ben Scott to cue me and Ben's like, Corey action, go, 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 and I stomp on it and I take off in this parking structure and I pass that pillar and I crank it down on the left and it pitches this big 50 Merc onto its passenger side, I hit that mini ramp, it straights it out, I go through the, all the scored pieces of metal, bam, 
flying through the air and I see Terry Jackson just passing me. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is great and it lands, bam, bam. And I hear the engine just start racing. And I'm like, I'm not pushing on the accelerator. Oh, I know what happened, because this happened before with the General Lee back on the Dukes of Hazard. Sometimes when you're jumping a car and it lands really hard on its nose, the engine mounts will break. And sometimes that motor, that engine will get thrown forward. And when it does that, it'll pull the throttle linkage, giving you a wide open throttle, even though you're not pushing on the accelerator. That's what was happening. I just hear, Whoa! and I went to stomp on the brakes. Now, my brake pedal went all the way to the floor. The best that we could figure is that when I went up that mini ramp, just with that one side, that perhaps the plywood on the mini ramp slit the brake line. It was either that or the floorboard came up to the pedal, but I had it to the floor. It would not stop. And I'm looking down going, I'm stomping on the brakes. It's not stopping. And I go, okay, I'm gonna hit the kill switch. See, we would convert a high beam switch. Back in the old days, those cars had a high beam switch on the floor, which we would use as a kill switch for the engine. And when Tommy Cimento would set up that kill switch on the Dukes of Hazard, it was a kill switch. Once you hit it, it killed the engine. This guy installed it as a light switch, on, off, on, off. That's not really a kill switch, is it? That's an on-off switch. So I was under the impression it was a kill switch. So I just started stomping on it. Well, stomping on it five or six times, I ended up leaving it on. So the engine was going, because I kept, die, you darn thing. And I'm stomping on it. And I left it on. And I look up, and there's a chain link fence. And bam, through the chain link fence, I go onto the highway into oncoming traffic. Now, at first, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, they thought of everything. They even held traffic by chance that I would overshoot my mark and go through the chain link fence onto the highway, onto the freeway. They stopped traffic because there was a break in the traffic. But no, that wasn't the case at all, unfortunately. I just had a little break in traffic. And when I went onto the highway, I see the oncoming vehicles and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like a real life video game. I gotta miss this car and miss that car. And I'm trying to reach up to get the key, but I can't reach the key to turn the car off. I can't reach the, even to put it in neutral. I couldn't reach the console. I couldn't reach anything. And I'm like, what do I do? So I cranked the wheel to the right and I, the center divider was there and I just stuffed this mercury into the center divider. Bam, bam, bam. And finally turned it around and it's just tires are going and the engine's racing and finally it seized the engine and the engine just started making these weird sounds and just kind of blew up and stopped. And I get out and I'm surrounded by all the Long Beach Police Department guys who were not happy with me. And they're like, we're gonna use you as an example you're gonna to go to jail because you don't have a permit to be using this highway. And you guys are getting away with murder and we're gonna, that's it, we're dropping the hammer on you. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, I, I'm just a stunt man working on a film I, and this went wrong. And so then this man, Duncan Henderson, who was the first AD, thank God for Duncan, loved this man. Went on to have a huge career as an executive producer of films and ran 20th Century Fox and great guy. Duncan steps and he goes, no officers, this is my set. I asked Corey to do just what he did. That was an accident. Accidents happen when we're doing stunts. 
I'm responsible, this is my set. And I'm like, yeah, you guys listen to Duncan because he knows what he's talking about. I'll be over here. <laughs> I wandered away. But that was, um, yeah, they wanted to arrest me because we didn't have a permit to use that part of the freeway. It's like, huh. So now, not too long ago, I was down there in Long Beach at the same spot working on a, on a show called Scorpion. And we were filming, was it Scorpion or was it Rush Hour? I think it was Rush Hour, this, this pilot we did for Warner Brothers. I think that show got canceled, but we were filming right there in the same spot. And Terry Leonard was playing the part of a armored truck driver. And we're standing there and he looked back over his shoulder. Behind us is the parking structure I had jumped out of. And he looked back over his shoulder and looked again and he looks at me and he goes, hey Eubanks, does that parking structure look familiar to you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Mr. Leonard, I think we've been up there once or twice. You know? <laughs> anyway, doubling Sylvester Stallone was a huge thing for me in my career. One of the best memories I had on that film. And uh, gosh, I got to do some great stunts. I got to do a turnover into a boat, which, um, had never done a pipe ramp into a boat before and completely misjudged that. I used my pipe ramp and uh, I remember Terry Leonard was asking me about where to place cameras for George Cosmatos. And because uh, we were doing this scene with the first unit. Terry was the second unit director, but we were shooting this particular stunt along with first unit because they wanted to have Sly climb out of the vehicle after I crashed it. And I knew that off my pipe ramp, at a particular speed, I'm gonna go between 45 and 55 feet before I touch the ground. And so I paced it out there and I showed Mr. Leonard, I said, Mr. Leonard, sir, I, when I go off the pipe ramp and it's gonna do a complete 360 and come on its back right corner panel, it's gonna hit and tumble and it's gonna land here and from here tumble on a little bit further. Sorry. Ah, you banks, you sure about this? I know you Duke boys do this all the time. I'm like, yes, sir. I'm, I'm positive it's gonna land like right here. If you wanna put an X here, this is gonna land in this general area. So they set these cameras all for this area, this little piece of real estate that I picked out that I was so confident that I was gonna land on. And having never been through a boat before. And I knew they were over there with the special effects men were over there with saws scoring the boat to try to you know, make it break apart easier, but my God, I hit this boat at at least 60 miles per hour and it didn't even budge. It just, I hit that with that 50 Merc and it just went bam and it spun over and fell straight down. And I was like, oh my God, it was like running into a wall. And I was like, oh no. And I got out and you know, everyone wanted me to make sure I was okay. And Terry's like, you all right, Eubanks? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I thought you were gonna land over there. And I'm like, oh, Terry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know that that boat was so freaking tough. Oh man, that was not such a good day for me. But then the following day, I remember we had to do this driving thing where I had to come down the highway and pitch a 180 and immediately drive in reverse. Now, Diane Grant, this stunt woman, is riding passenger with me. She's gonna hand me this automatic weapon, this gun that I gotta then stick out the window and fire before doing a reverse 180 to drive out of it. It's a lot to do in one shot. 
You know, back in the 80s, man, we did it all in one continuous shot. Today, it seems to be little pieces. Well, we'll do that little piece you throw the 180. We'll cut to an insert of you getting the gun. We'll cut to you driving backwards already. Hand you the gun, fire it, get that piece. Insert on the gun firing. And then we'll get a piece set up for a separate shot of you doing a reverse 180 and the editors will stitch it together and it's a piece of cake. Well, George Cosmatos like to see everything in one. It's kind of like John Woo. Wants to see everything in one big master shot. So I had to come down this highway and I got up to speed, got up to about 65 miles an hour and I slapped this Hearst transmission into neutral and hit the emergency brake, pitched the vehicle around until it got to a 180. Now I'm coasting backwards. Just take my foot off the brake and you're coasting backwards and I slapped it down into reverse. At that point, I said, gun! And Diane handed me the gun. I took the gun out the window. Bam, 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 jam! I'm like, oh! It was, it was looking so cool up until that point when the frickin' gun jammed. So then I took the gun back inside the window and I threw it to Diane. She wasn't expecting me to do that. Unfortunately for her, poor girl, I felt so bad because it smacked her right in the face. And then I, I'm like, oh, that had to hurt. And so then I watched my mirror and I could see the camera on sticks in the road in the, behind me. And I had to pitch my reverse 180 before I passed camera. And I'm like, oh shoot, I'm coming up on that camera quick. So I, I whipped it and brought the car back around and threw it back in the drive and took off past the camera. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart was just pounding. It was so much to have to do in, in one shot. But I pulled it off and I was like, yes. And they're like, okay, we got that, great, great. All of a sudden, George Cosmatos says, wait, let's, let's put the camera up on the bridge and let's do it again from this angle. And I'm thinking, oh no. They, they just wanna, they just wanna prove that I got lucky and I can't do it twice in a row. I'm like, oh shoot, really? Oh wow, I don't know if I can nail that twice in a row. And just then it started to rain. I'm like, oh, what a, what a bummer. <laughs> We're not gonna be able to do this again. So we didn't, it was just one take and it made the movie. I was like, yes. So that was a good day for me too. I loved Cobra. It was a great movie to work on. Um, gosh, I, uh, I'll never forget those memories. I just wanted to share those with you. There you go. That's it for this week. Join us on Friday for the YouTube show and don't forget to subscribe. So until then, bye for now.